0: okay
1: let's go hi my name is Katrina and I'm the host of absolutely not thank you so much for joining us today I'm gonna share my screen with you all and we're gonna get started once again this is absolutely not I am Katrina Schroll I'm a certified career coach and HR consultant and I started this show because I did not know what boundaries were, and this is kind of a love letter to myself on what boundaries are and how to set them in a professional work environment. A boundary to me is something that indicates or fixes a limit or extent. That's the definition of a boundary. Today's episode, we're gonna go over setting boundaries in a male dominated field. I have a special guest here with me today. Her name is Lorraine Diaz-Maldonado. Lorraine Diaz is a Navy veteran and the lead AMP mechanic for MAG Aerospace out of Tutsville, (laughs) Florida. She has a passion for helping other veterans navigate the transition from military aviation to civil aviation. Lorraine also serves as a board member for the NBAA Workforce Development Advisory Board, and she represents her business unit serving on MAG Aerospaces Diversity and Inclusion Council. Lorraine envisions a future where more women storm the last frontier, the production floor of every hangar. Please assist me in welcoming my my special guest, Lorraine. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Okay, Lorraine. Thank you so much for being here today if you could share a quick overview of your career for everybody so they can get to know you.
0: For sure. So hi everybody. I'm Lorraine Diaz Maldonado. Um, I'm a Navy veteran. That's how I started in aviation maintenance. Originally as a power plants mechanic working on engines and fuel systems on F-18s and later on the F-35 Charlie program for the Navy. Um, I transitioned out and when I left I was just kind of done with aviation. Try to get into something else, realized I missed working on airplanes and came back to it. Once I came back to it, uh, I started out uh, as a regular AT mechanic, and within six months, I was able to move to another company, Mag Aerospace, MAG Aerospace. And they had a lead position. They interviewed me, they hired me, and it's been awesome. I've been there for over a year, and I Actually, just received a promotion, so now I dual wear another hat of safety and OSHA compliance for our site and actually business unit. So we'll see how that goes.
1: <laughs> awesome, awesome, and Lorraine, I cannot thank you enough for joining me today for yeah. this session. I know it's going to be a really heavy topic, but let's get into it. My first question for you is What oh. does a boundary mean to you? So, boundary for me is
0: I use it more internally. It's how I show people how to treat myself. So how I respect myself and how I expect to be treated. That's,
1: that's what a boundary is for me. Mm -mm. That's what I encourage a lot of people to see a boundary as, um, as you look back on your career, were there times that you could have set professional boundaries or personal boundaries at work and you didn't?
0: There are plenty I can think of, and a lot of times I would just sit through and and think to myself, well, maybe it's just, maybe it's me, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, only to figure out that if I didn't care enough about myself to make the call and say, hey, this isn't right because of X, Y, Z, then it's going to continue. People only do what you allow, and those things could have been stopped if I would have had the voice at the time to stop them.
1: Okay, I don't want to cry, but that line right there, if I have had if I had, had the voice to stop them, people will only do what you allow them to do. And we just need to remember that we do have a voice. Who already decided to say question? Which... Okay, another question I have for you is have you had to set boundaries with a manager or someone in a leadership position?
0: Oh, definitely. It usually um I try to use it not necessarily as anything other than a teachable moment for them. Most people are just like you, me, we're all, we're all humans and we want to be treated with respect and we want to feel heard. And really the only way to do that is to communicate and communicate accurately. And so usually it's around the ballpark of, Hey, can I have a moment to speak with you privately? And so I'll pull them aside and speak to them and ask them, directly hey you know this other day when you called me and it, it was just awkward like what was going on with that and so when you call people out on their behavior but give them the benefit of the doubt of n- them not being malicious usually the the way they respond is much better mm-hmm. that may not always be the case that may not always be their intent but knowing that they're going to be called out on it usually curbs bad behavior in my personal experience so i've Some people call it managing up. I don't think that's necessarily how that term was originally meant to be used, but that's kind of, for me in my experience, that's kind of how it's, I've had to use it sometimes.
1: Nice, And I love that you said, hey, this happened the other day, giving people the permission to, even if it happened a week ago, a day ago, eight hours ago, you can still go up to that person, follow up and say, hey, I couldn't articulate this at that time but now I would like to talk to you about what you did then awesome awesome all right see this is why you're here um okay my next question is is setting boundaries difficult for you or has it ever been
0: I have always kind of had trouble with it and I think this will speak to you it's especially being a woman in a male dominated industry sometimes it's it's that thing where it's like oh she's just being girl oh it's that time of the month comments like that that are demeaning because even though I'm a woman that's not the only thing about me and i just like everybody else want to be treated with respect at the end of the day um and most of the times now whenever i speak to my peers i just talk to them directly you know and sometimes i'll make jokes I'll be like, hey, haha, you know, that's funny. Make a joke about it and move on. And if sometimes, if, depending, I have to gauge it. And that's kind of, that requires emotional intelligence and a little energy. Um, and that's kind of my process for that. Awesome.
1: And I remember being the only female in a shop full of males and just thinking, hey, don't make any waves. Don't do anything to piss anybody off. Just be one of the bros. And now that I am more intelligent in my emotional status and things I need to fill my own cup, I know that that's not the case. You do not have to do that in every single environment. You will be, as you said, exhausted. Great, great, great. My next question for you is, Why do you stay in your field? It is a male-dominated field. You're probably constantly having to set these boundaries with your coworkers, your managers, and just being a female in the shop causes that tension a little bit. Why do you stay in your field?
0: So for me, I absolutely love working on airplanes. And I found that out when I left. I was like, this is terrible. You know, I'm miserable. I should just go back to what I really like doing, and that's what I did. I don't regret that decision at all, and I do want to be clear, men do have a lot to offer as, um, as co-workers, and as mentors, and as, as bosses, and as um, subordinates, as peers, like, it's, it's just a different communication style sometimes, and the learning curve is different because of the societal expectations of each gender, and so, No, I'm not everybody's mother and no, I'm not everybody's teacher, but I know if it were me, I would want somebody to give me the benefit of the doubt. So I try to extend the same to my peers and to my managers and to everybody else. And for the most part, it works out pretty good. Every once in a while, you'll have something where you'll have to say, hey, like this, this bothered me for this reason, you know, or this was inappropriate because of this. So I stay because I love watching airplanes fly and it makes me happy.
1: And you're a great example of how if you set those boundaries, you can develop healthy environments, healthy relationships, healthy everything where you don't feel like crap every day walking into an all-male shop because you know I've set these boundaries and they're respecting them because I set them. Awesome, awesome, awesome. My last question for you is Um, What are three tips you would give a young professional that's thinking about going into a male-dominated field, or maybe just continuing to be in the male-dominated field they're in?
0: So I would definitely start off with saying know yourself. Um, Right, Drake? Drake said it right, know yourself. Uh, (laughs) And it sounds silly, but everything stems from you. So you have to have that emotional IQ, that EIQ. And it, it always kind of comes back to that because when you deal with yourself and you deal with people, you have to have that understanding mm-hmm. of what do I want out of this? How do I want to be treated? How do I deserve to be treated? And the answer is with dignity and respect, but how that looks is going to be a little bit different for some people, you know? So um, that would be my first tip. My second tip is you're going to have to talk to yourself up in front of the mirror. Like this, this There have been more times than I can count on my hands how I've practiced conversations I'm going to have with my peers or with my managers Mm. in front of a mirror on the drive to work. And that sounds hard because it it can be, but it's it's my process, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, it's worked for me. I know it works and that's why I'm giving the tip. And my third tip would definitely be you can't worry about something that hasn't happened sometimes you're going to worry about the consequences of you having these conversations or creating these boundaries and showing people how to, how to not love you, like music. Soul child, music, soul child said, but it's, it's a teachable thing, right? You know, teach me how to love. You have to teach other people how to interact with you, how to treat you. And anyone who has any ounce of respect for you and what it means to be a human will follow through with that. So. Mm-hmm
1: i'm gonna cry because this no this is everything and everything it is all about you i always tell my clients when you're going into that job interview when you're going into any interaction with anyone know the intention of what you're going into this interaction with it's not to upset anybody it's not it's to make sure that you know what i want from this from this relationship how you how i want this to go moving forward and if we can't set those expectations right now then we probably can't continue this relationship as a manager, as a coworker, as what have you. But at least now we know that together because we talked about it. <laughs> Hold on, let me go back to my notes. I had one more question for you. Oh, when you have set boundaries at work, which you've given tons of examples of when you had to, have you ever received pushback from the person that was, you were giving those boundaries to?
0: I actually had, oh, we have a, we have somebody that's joining us. Say hello. <laughs> um, I have, and it was actually probably one of the more egregious, egregious examples I've seen, but it was a gentleman that he was a little bit younger than me. He was a dad of three um, and he wouldn't stop grabbing me. And I'm like, hey, you need to, you need to stop trying to grab my hand, hold my hand. I'm not into that. I don't, that's not what I'm here to do and he took it as a joke. He wouldn't stop. So at some point I had to get one of his peers involved and they took him away. But, um, I would say probably more common example that you would see besides that one would be, I had a coworker, we'll call him Mark and he, um, <laughs> he referred to me. He was like, Oh, Hey girl, what's up? I'm like, I'm not a girl. Don't infantilize me. And he stepped back. He's like, Whoa, you know? Um, and then he came back, circled back later and he was like, Hey, you know, I wasn't trying to offend you. It was like, it's just me. Just letting you know, like, we're both adults. I'm, you know, I'm not a kid. We can joke back and forth. That's not a problem. So that one was more of a, he was caught off guard, rather than necessarily push back and saying that I'm in the wrong or he's in the wrong. And we have a better relationship now; it's strengthened. So I've, I've reaped the reward of of having a better relationship with my coworker because I set that boundary.
1: Ooh. and those rewards! I tell you what, like I have anxiety right now just even thinking about somebody grabbing me or someone calling me a girl. I know that if someone said, "Hey, what up, girl?" I'd, I'd be like, "Why are you talking to me that way?" But I would not. In my presence they be able to articulate the way you did hey that's not it i don't want to be talked to like that and that's the end of the conversation um i know there are tons of people out there who feel the same way i feel we get we get anxious and we're like oh no if i do that they're gonna call me a b word in their head or they're gonna say hey you're overreacting or but we need to know that, no, this is not for them. This is for me. I don't wanna continue to have to deal with this behavior and so I have to set this boundary so it doesn't continue. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm sweating. I'm anxious. I'm tearing up. Okay, those are all my questions for you. Do you have anything else you wanna share with the audience before I open it to the floor?
0: Uh, Off the top of my head, I. I really, I really don't stand up for what you believe in. And that, that, that thing, that belief has to be in you. Okay.
1: But for (laughs) real though.
0: (laughs) It does. It does. Everything comes from you.
1: Yes. Because if you don't believe it, then they're not going to believe it. Nope. Oh, okay. Um, I did want to open it up to the floor. Do either one of you gentlemen or you folks have questions for Lorraine?
2: Yeah, so I'm curious, Lorraine. Um, how do you approach it when the person who's crossed one of your boundaries is a coworker or a colleague who you like a lot and you're friends with, and you know they're a great person and like you know they meant it well and you maybe just want to turn the other cheek, look the other way, whatever, in the interest of keeping the friendship, you know, healthy and making. I don't know. I've always found that when someone who I really like and think is a great person, who's one of my people, crosses a boundary, it's harder to speak up sometimes, even than when it's a stranger who did it.
0: Um. So I'll definitely say, great question. Um, because these are people that you respect you hold them to that standard because you'd like to continue respecting them and you'd like to continue having them in their life and so, or in your life. So I would definitely, I, I'm normally like, Hey, can I talk to you for a sec? Same, same type thing. Like, um, this happened the other day and it, it bothered me or I'll, I'll usually I'll take care of it on the spot and I'll be like, well, why do you think that Help me understand? Because it might be it might be a misunderstanding, uh, and I'll be like, oh, hey, just to let you know, this it may be uncomfortable because of this experience that I've had, or because that's not, I don't believe that that's appropriate, and it's usually pretty well received, and there might be a, a bit, I'll be honest, there's a bit of an awkward moment, maybe for like a few hours, but after that, like, we're laughing and joking, and now me and my peer are, are having a stronger relationship because of it, so.
1: And I always see the same message out there. If for some reason that person that's in your life gets upset that you set a boundary or they're upset that you're standing up for yourself and being true to yourself and what you need for your own personal growth, then you probably don't need them in your life anymore. And it's probably an indication that that relationship wasn't as healthy as you both thought it was. Sorry, I moved my mic back. (laughs) Any other questions for Lorraine?
2: Um, Yeah, as long as uh, we got time, I'm curious. With it being a male-dominated field, I'm assuming a lot of these folks are not used to having to think about the way they behave with women. They're not used to having people establish boundaries and have to live within boundaries because they're used to it being a very bro culture. So, and you know, how how do you tell, I guess, when someone is innocently out of pure ignorance and no malice, doing something offensive or problematic or discriminatory versus when someone is just kind of an a-hole who knows what they're doing and knows they can get away with it and just does it because they like the way it makes them feel, right? And like they're consciously, they know they're doing something wrong, they do it anyway. Like, I think you said you give people the benefit of the doubt, but I'm just wondering when do you get that line crossing of like, okay, now it's become something different, right?
0: another great question from Jonathan, Um, (laughs) so it usually, the first couple times, if I haven't dealt with that person a whole lot, and our relationship hasn't, hasn't really grown much, because I haven't worked with them, or, or I just got there, or whatever the issue is, well, not issue, but um, I'll usually try to gauge it, and if it's something that continues to come up, like, at least two or three times it's like all right now i gotta i gotta plan for the next time i'm gonna talk to this person because it's it's going to happen again at that point of pattern behavior and they might not know it so i i never try to come and correct somebody in a way that's humiliating unless what they're doing is outright outright just not right i mean right now i have a gentleman in my job who likes to cut me off when i'm answering questions <laughs> that was asked of me and tries to finish and talk over me so <laughs> he's done it more than once he's actually done it for the past three months and it's it's been something that's been building up i think he's not aware so the next time it happens i'm just gonna have to cut it off, cut him off like in the middle of it say hey like why did you think that that was appropriate he's like, what you know just so you're aware when you do this it makes me think this like what's going on and so that kind of gives them Room to explain themselves or to be like, oh my God, no one's ever told me, I'm so sorry. So, usually the reaction of what they get, you know, and then we hash it out and we move on. But so far, I really have had a very positive
1: um, feedback when
0: I give people feedback.
1: Awesome. And see, I don't have that bandwidth yet. I am very um, cut and dry with everybody with my boundaries because I'm a toddler in the boundary arena. So, um, I'm still tripping over it, and whenever somebody crosses a boundary with me, whether or not they know it's a boundary or not, I give that, uh, that big red stop sign to anybody and everybody, the same tone, the same, and I'm not really looking for whether or not you're ignorant or not, because the next time that it happens, which it won't, because you got that big red stop sign, um, you'll know, you'll think to yourself, oh, I remember the last time I did that, she did not like that. So I'm not, probably not gonna do it again around her. So, uh, but once again, I am in the toddler phase of setting boundaries. So right now I'm just throwing a big red stop signs for everybody.
2: And in these situations, Lorraine, um, you know, w- what's your line? When, how often do you try to address it between peers and keep it between you? And at what point do you say, okay, you're not listening to me. We're t- involving management or HR or whatever that escalation is.
0: So, so far I haven't had to involve management. It's worked that well. Normally people are like, wow, because for me, I, I always say, hey, I'm, the reason why I'm talking to you is because I know that if I talk to you, you know that I respect you enough to talk to you about this. And, and that's always well received because it's the truth. If I didn't think that you would change your behavior based on an informal conversation, then I can make it a formal complaint. But that's anybody that works in an organization. It's not just women. You know, men deal with these problems as well. And so that's always my, That's I think that's usually why organizations say handle it informally first, because most of the time things can be handled between people amicably. And they can actually end up having a better, a better end relationship and a better end product. So thus far, I haven't. Hopefully it stays that way, but we shall see.
2: And as, as a woman in a male dominated industry, I'm wondering what are like some of the most, I don't know, common boundaries of yours that get crossed, right? Whether you want to call it discrimination or microaggressions, like what is that boundary that gets crossed the most often by men who aren't used to working with women?
0: So men like to typically infantilize women in the workplace. They'll refer to us as girls. Like, Hey girl. Hey girl. Like we're not girls. We're professional women. Um, ladies, if you, if they, Whoever it is that's being referred to prefers that. And the other one typically is getting is getting cut off in the middle of a conversation. And you'll see it at meetings. You'll see it in informal production um, Passover settings where mm-hmm. I'll be talking about something and the guy next to me will start trying to overpower me. And it's like, hey, thanks for answering that question, Lorraine. And then you turn back. And sometimes they get the hint with the joke and sometimes they don't. But then then that's when the conversation happens after.
1: I remember at maintenance meeting one time I uh, I answered a question about a jet or something and they uh, my LPO just happened to be walking past during the meeting. And um, they said, hey, is that true? They asked him, hey, is that true? The information that she's giving, is that correct? I'm like, I am standing right here. Like, yes, the information I'm qualified, I am. A, I'm a, Yes, it is correct. That's why, why the hell I'm at this meeting.
0: <laughs> I think that's actually happened to me recently. <laughs> I was working on sealing a fuel cell. I was on the ladder, literally sealing it. And a pilot walked up behind me and the same guy that has continued to cut me off uh, was standing right behind me. Uh, I think working with some of his guys they are working on a avionic system nearby. And the pilot's like, oh, what's, what's going on? He's like, oh, she's shilling the, the fuel cell. Oh, how long is it going to take? And I'm on the ladder. I didn't even turn around. I said, I'm standing right here. You can ask me directly. So a lot of moments like that with me. But I mean it. I mean it just so that they can become more aware of
1: their behavior.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And That is what this whole show is even about. It's just awareness, just promoting awareness of what happens to women every day in a male dominated field and things that we as women take so many cuts from. And then we don't even re- like, Lorraine, until I said my story, you're like, oh, hell yeah, that happens to me all the time. This happens like a week an ago. everyday thing. <laughs> that was like a week ago. So.
2: So I'm um, I'm curious, and and thank you for giving the space to ask these questions, Katrina. Hopefully, I'm not dominating things too much. Um, um, speaking of men talking to women, right here I am, right <laughs> in the show with all these questions. But, anyways, another question I have. Um, you know, if if you're a man working in the domain industry with some women, what's like one of the things that you can do to be helpful to these women? Right, like. What what do you wish your male co- colleagues and coworkers were doing, kind of with each other, to check each other, so maybe you didn't have to always bear the burden of, you know, constantly educating and and calling out boundary crossing.
0: Stand up for us. Stand up for us when you see it. We shouldn't be the ambassadors of women and and also be women when we don't have allies. It makes it harder. And I know I understand that there. They're usually if it's the same guy standing up for you know for his female coworkers, it's like, oh, what does this guy do when he's not a, you know, there's a stigma to that too. And and I've talked about it with some of my male peers where they're like, Oh, you know, this is a real thing. I know because I work in the same field and I hear them talking because I have ears. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> so stand up for us, be our allies, we'll be yours, you know. Aww.
1: Yeah, just treat women like humans. Uh, I cannot, so many countless times in the Navy where people were just talking about my body or talking about me as a professional or how I'm not a good mechanic, and I'm standing right there. I'm like, okay, great. I am not a wall ornament, and I can hear everything you are saying. Um, And so a lot of times in a male-dominated field, they see us as that, like a trinket or just a trophy, like, okay, we have that one female, good to go. She can do stuff or not do stuff, but we're, we're not in that field for that reason. I, when I was a mechanic, I was there to work. Lorraine sure as hell is there to work. She just got a promotion. So we just want to be treated as such.
0: Definitely. I will definitely say, I try to remind people like, yes, you're I'm a woman and and I work with men, but before we're either of those things we're part of the same species, so you know there's that piece of
1: science to remember <laughs> <laughs> dope, 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 okay, John, if you don't have any more questions for Lorraine, I am going to ask you both to share your linkedin accounts with each other on in the little chat feature if you have them handy that way you two can get to know each other and if you don't know lorraine john is like an amazing person he's also my video coach which is so this is like an audit right now it's awful
2: All right, just uh, shot my link in the chat there. So yeah, Lorraine, looking forward to connecting with you.
0: Hello. Awesome. I think we actually just recently got connected. <laughs> I saw a post of yours.
1: Yay,
2: this. Oh, all right then, already got it.
1: <laughs> um. You two have been amazing throughout this entire episode, and Lauren, I cannot thank you enough for being my special guest today. This video is gonna be on my website forever, so people will be able to hear your voice forever.
0: Yay! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, um, once again, I just wanna emphasize the reason that I made this show is because throughout my entire career, I did not have any examples of how to set boundaries. I'm still very much a toddler in this growth thing, called personal development and growth, but I love to hear from people who are doing it every day and have to do this crap every single day. Setting boundaries, sticking with it, implementing values, and making sure that they stick and people know about them. That's what it's about and that's why we say absolutely not to anyone who doesn't wanna respect our boundaries. Don't laugh at me, I'm trying to make it happen.
0: It's true. It's true. I'm agreeing. I'm like, yes,
1: <laughs> absolutely. All right. I will let you to go. I'm actually